The Movie Hour, episode 242, August 21st, 2013. There are probably some spoilers in this episode, and there's definitely some swearing. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Michael Keaton's Conga Line Movie Hour. My name is Greg Maloney, as you guys know. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows I'm Greg. But what you might not know is I'm here with some people, some people that I call my co-hosts and my friends, and I call one of them my brother, Brother James, and everyone's favorite, Jeff. They're here in the studios today. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. How's it going? Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to the movie hour. And welcome, Josh, from uh, the West, the Great West, uh, Gunga Pit Studios. Welcome back, buddy. What's going on? Uh, not much, dude. Just uh, living the high life. Having having a couple beers here to talk some movies. Are you drinking have, in the high life? Uh, I yeah, am. That, are they are they paying for that plug right there? They are. They are. They're paying right. dearly. As long as they're in high life. To the show. Well, I told them that Jeff's gonna pretty much require as much high life as he can drink. So mm-hmm. we'll see if they we'll see if Miller can handle that that amount of. Uh... <laughs> I'm sponsored. By <laughs> what I need is not a water line to my house, <laughs> but a Miller High Life line. Wow, that's a good idea. That's interesting. The way that, but if Just you do pay it with the utilities, <laughs> if you do that, Jesus either. Christ, we spent a lot on beer this week. Yeah, we have a leak in the bathroom. <laughs> At that point, you need a a beer a, a beer tower instead of a water tower in case the power goes out. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> That's gonna be great. Oh man, we've just reinvented society. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm in for the social contract on that. Let's do it. When I um, start my own country, that's gonna be it. <laughs> Is that gonna be like rule number four? Probably three. <clears throat> here's the big, here's the big it. question though: Are you gonna put fluoride in your beer or no? No. My first rule would be no cancer. <laughs> no cancer allowed. No yeah. cancer. If or you be- have cancer, you can't come in. If you get <laughs> cancer, get the fuck out. <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's perfect world turned into a terrible place pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. in a matter of seconds. Uh, I'm just kidding about that cancer yeah. thing. I just don't like cancer, so I would right, yeah, right. It's just, uh, right. It's just oh. not the way to deal with it. It was a joke about it, like you know, like what an idiot would say about. But like, it's not the way to deal with it. Really, we should be you know investing in a cure. That's what my country would be for. <laughs> I heard pot cures I'm cancer, laughing. and that we should all smoke pot all the time. Yeah, that's how I it works. Cancer yet? That's how it works. <laughs> pot, pot solves problems. Cancer free. Gun- so tigers. <laughs> Gun- I believe self- everything I read too. So. <laughs> uh, okay, fantastic. Everything you read, huh? Interesting. <laughs> so you guys want to talk about movies? No. I want to <laughs> talk about. I want to talk about one thing before movies, and that's Breaking Bad. And have you guys caught the latest episode yet? I'm not, I haven't I'm caught not the first not episode yet. God, yeah, you I got. Saw it. I saw it. You saw it. What'd you yeah. think? Just uh, I thought I thought it was a good a pretty good, good start. I heard it's pretty good. Good start to the end. Yeah. Start to the end. We'll see. Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see where the season goes. And Jeff, you've watched all of them till now. No, no, no. I'm um I uh I've seen up till the end of season two, and then I, I think I watched like the first episode of season three, and just uh, it's pretty. I yeah, I just shut down. And right now, I'm kind of waiting for my my lovely wife to uh, she's she's expressed some interest, so I'm sort of waiting to see if she wants to watch it, and then maybe we can you know catch up together. I've made a uh, half-hearted commitment to it. I started recording the new season so I could power through the stuff that's already on yeah. Netflix to get to it. That's wise. Can yeah, I? That'll work. 
I well, I, I want to make a prediction on I'll here. Watch, but... watch like fifty-five episodes in like nine days. I it's know good. That. Yeah, I I cruise through them pretty fast too. When I and he's like not like some bum. He's a doctor. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Uh, what were you saying, Josh? I was just I wanted to make a prediction about the season on the air, but it might I don't know. Probably shouldn't. Spoilers. Yeah. Probably if, if Jim hasn't seen any of them, then you yeah, yeah. don't don't. Yeah. I think the guy's gonna make meth. I think there's gonna be a meth being made. He's gonna um, go back to teaching. That's my prediction. In uh, other things that I probably wouldn't have predicted this weekend, I saw Elysium, which we're gonna get to. Made number one box office. Way to go, guys. Way to go, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, Jody Foster. Uh, <laughs> Jay Foss. Jay Foss. Yeah, Jay Foss. You know it. Uh, but. Uh, and coming out this weekend, which is a little more interesting, Kick-Ass 2 comes out this weekend. Sight. Totally going to go see that tomorrow. Really? <clears throat> It'll be, you're not that, you're not that pumped about it? No, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I've seen the first one piecewise, and it's all right. I, I, it, it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate that Nicolas Cage is bored. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of what's out at the movies, this is all we have, Josh. Come yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, yeah, I went and saw fucking Wolverine last night. <laughs> I'm still amazed, honestly. Yeah, that, that took. <laughs> what was the scenario for that? That's that's what I really don't. Understand. I've been off work for quite some time now, and just You're stir crazy. Yeah, the chemistry in Jeff's body is completely off right now. Like he can yeah. make all sorts of interesting decisions. I'm trying to yeah. sell him some real estate. It's it's looking good. It's looking <laughs> real good. I want to buy your real estate. <laughs> I want to buy your real estate. Your real estate. I'm putting that on a, it. I'm putting that in a t-shirt. <laughs> I want to buy your real estate. Uh, All right. This yeah. Is fun. So, I'm I'm pumped for that. I have I am excited about that. What I'm not excited about that paranoia movie with uh, Harrison Ford, who's been phoning everything in for the last seven years. Uh, yeah, he's uh. He's in it. And the Liam... movies in the last seven years? <clears throat> yeah, Liam Hemsworth's in it. Dude, he did Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did Indiana, jo- Indiana Jones. I don't know if you remember that movie. It's hey. the movie with the aliens. That was pretty good. It's in the refrigerator. He was in um, um, Firewall. Yeah. <laughs> seven years? Okay. But uh, our boy Gary Oldman's in it, too, so I, I kind of feel bad about that. Old I do like man. Gary Oldman. Old man. And then Jobs comes out, which will be you know fantastic, obviously. Um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but uh, there is one thing that kind of gets to uh, the comic heart in all of us, which we were talking about the Wolverine before. And they are becoming more and more <clears throat> Hollywood's realizing, I think, that done right comics can make a shit ton of money at the box office, all of the Avengers. And Marvel's been doing a much better job than DC has. And there's a uh, recent report. Pretty much a rumor, but it, it sparks a conversation. Oh, Christian Bale said he's not coming back as Batman, and recently it's been reported that they the studio is pretty much throwing sixty million dollars at him to do. Ooh, it's gone a, up since last I heard. A Justice League movie, and Jesus a, Christ, I don't know if we need that. And the man, yeah, uh, we do. The second Man of Steel movie, the second Superman movie. We uh, all want to see Gleek. On the movie screen, right, right. Wait, they want him to be in the second Superman movie, right? When Batman meets Superman, it ruins Batman's universe. In my, like, Agreed. in the cartoon thing, it's fine, but in the, like, in, especially in this, like, any semblance of reality, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Because you have like, it, you're pretty much having an all-powerful being next to Batman. Is that what you're talking about? Like, well, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's right. just, yeah, it goes from it goes from like a. a 
like a dark and actual like look at what a superhero. I mean, it's obviously a hyperbolized like you right. know, nobody's actually, but like a, you know of a superhero as as like a you know, as a man, and then you put it in like a comic book, like a you know a, a really ridiculous inflated. You know, and not that Superman's not fun, but, you know, you put it in that context and it just totally, totally ruins it. And I think it even ruins things retroactively. I, I want I want no part of this. Well, at some point, like, this is a thing that being an outsider of the comic book world, I've noticed because I've, I've read a, a few comics and a couple of graphic novels. But in the comic world, there appears to be, like, the, the mid-level superheroes that can deal with things. And then at some point interdimensional like galactic powers show up and when those show up shit's just weird like how do people deal with in the super superpowers world the point where somebody can show up and just do whatever they want versus somebody like that just green has lantern. oh i'm super strong um like green lantern but more like silver surfer or like silver so i always surfer do whatever he wants pretty much he basically has cosmic power. Yeah, cosmic power. I guess is is probably the 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 phrase I'm looking right. for. Right. Like, yeah. Hey, Batman. Um, just go make sure the municipal, you know, things, the yeah, water's running okay. It's, like, it's kind of like Avengers. Like, all right, yeah. Captain America, you help people evacuate well, and we'll go take care of the real shit. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, um. Yeah, hey, uh... Oh, who's your bad guy? Oh, some guy who with a mask who's really tough and beats you up? Well, guess what? I can fucking fly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Black Widow, just make sure the Hulk doesn't freak out. Can you do that for me? Right. You, you babysit. <laughs> we'll be over. Yeah, it's, um... I don't know. I, 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 I think they'll figure out a way to, to make it work. And what's weird is, everything I've read, it's supposed to be kind of adversarial between Batman and Superman, so I, I, it'll be interesting to really? see how it flies. Um, well, the movie should be over in like two seconds. <laughs> right. I don't know, Superman might not fight back. He might just sit there and take it. Yeah. Just let him get it out of his system. <laughs> Batman hates yeah, Superman, but Superman so, just wants to be friends. So what's interesting is, like, DC is in... I th- Everyone understands this but just like the marvel movies it seems like they did a very good job of just scaling the scenario where we had thor iron man multiple hulks whatever and then we had the avengers and now that dc properties realizing okay well they made a shit ton of money we can do this but they don't have that coming up at all for a justice league movie like they've stated um where's that motherfucker i had the president of uh dc comics Talking, yeah, talking about how a Wonder Woman movie wouldn't work pretty much because she has no known story, like known origins. Like people don't know it very well, so that wouldn't fly. Dude, has that guy never heard of boobs? <laughs> right. Yeah. I know, right? Um, but uh, they just it, uh, obviously you've got you know Aquaman who's just just dying to awesome. hit the big screen, dying to hit the big screen. Uh, but. It's surprising, like, they're trying to rush to this thing, and I think that's why they're throwing so much money, like, supposedly throwing, I I guess this is a huge rumor, but I can see why they'd want to hang on to Christian Bale, because he's pretty much the only one that people, that's super attached to the DC name at this point, like, if they want to lead up to a Justice League movie, they're gonna need somebody people fucking recognize, otherwise it's just gonna be like, hey, here's five people that you should be interested in, and their characters go, and... I just, uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to fly. I guess we've got Green Lantern ready to go, but, um, yeah, Ryan oh, Reynolds, love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. Think about that. <laughs> Think about it. Um, I don't know. I just found it interesting, if it is true, that DC seems pretty fucking desperate to get to like a Justice League movie ASAP and try to keep as many uh, people attached as possible. Well, yeah, I'd be pretty desperate for the $10 billion I know I'd make off that, too. Right. Was Aquaman part of the Justice League? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember, Wonder Woman always give him a ride places and he's a little jet. <laughs> Come on, Aquaman. That's not going to be it. Then he can't be in it because he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, we've got... Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can Let me see if I can name him. And Jim, you, you tell me who I'm forgetting. So you've got Aquaman, Superman, Green Lantern, you can't The do Flash, Batman. You can't do it with your internet Flash. browser. I'm not. I'm, I'm doing it with my fingers. I'm just... The going, Flash. The Flash, <laughs> correct, yes. The Flash. I, I wasn't going to say The Flash, actually, but now you screwed up my train of thought. Wonder Woman. Uh... Who did I forget? I don't even Muhammad. know who you said so far. I think I think I said some like satellite players that kind of rotated a little bit, or at least you know back from the cartoon in my days because right. I never read the comics. But it was like the Hawk Man Hawk Girl combo. Hulk was the Hulk around? No, Hulk was the Hulk's Marvel. Marvel. Duh, duh. And then uh, you had the Apache Chief guy that would grow big. Yeah. <laughs> that oh God. Turn <laughs> then, then the Super Twins and Gleek. The Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twins. Sorry. <clears throat> Don't call them the Super Twins, Jesus. That's that's some knockoff twins. It's not the same people. Um, yeah. Anyways, very interesting. I, I'm very curious. Like Bale has mentioned multiple times, he's done, and I'd be interesting to to find out that. Oh yeah, I'm back on board now. Thanks. I'll take your 50 million. See ya. 60 million. Dude, that, like every he's gonna be in on it. Everybody's got a number that they're not gonna turn down. Right. Like it, this could be. Com- it was from some tabloid thing. So, but yeah, if somebody throws 60 million for. Yeah. What? I don't know. Twenty minutes of actual like footage of you. Right. I, yeah. Like if yeah. you don't want them, I just go donate the shit. Right. <laughs> right. Like, take the sixty million. Give yourself a good PR bump or something. Take the sixty million and go buy a couple AAA baseball teams and just. And then take the other fifty-five million and <laughs> shove it up your ass. <laughs> In yeah. pennies, one roll at a time. <laughs> It's an obscure joke for for a Citizens Brigade fan. It's no joke. It's no joke. Uh, yeah, so anyhow, I found that very interesting, and maybe maybe the listeners will find it interesting too. But You're all handling my ass. You're all. <laughs> Looked so smart. Uh, all right. You so think you're better than me? We've, we've got a lot of things. Empty out your pockets. <laughs> We need, we need the soundboard. All right. A lot of movies were seen. We have some reviews to do. Jeff, let's start with you, because I, I, I'm very interested in, in your review more than anybody else's. So a couple of uh, – about a week and a half ago, um, I uh, – and I forgot to mention this on last week's podcast. We got so wrapped up in the whole Wolverine thing, but it's not really like a, like a timely <laughs> – it's not really a time-sensitive thing anyway. So I went to this thing called Devil Science Theater 3000, which is named after, of course, Mystery Science right. Theater 3000 um, at a uh, – uh, comedy club in uh, Long Island City, Queens, called the I think it's just called the Devil Comedy Club, and it's basically they have live comedians um, with microphones, and they show a shitty movie, and they make fun of the movie, and they encourage the crowd to like also make fun of the movie. Um, and we, we, we it was pretty fun. Tell him he's a dumbass. Tell him he's a dumbass. Yeah. Did they hand the microphone to anybody else? Or is... no, no, no. no. They, well, yeah, but it's like a small like you're in the right. comedy club. Everybody you're not could in a hear. Theater. Everybody could hear. You. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There might have been like you know maybe maybe there were forty people there okay um so uh 
Yeah, and so we we saw a movie called Prime Evil. I went with a buddy of mine. We saw a movie called Prime Evil, which is a 1989 movie uh, directed by Roberta Finlay, um, who house. actually used to direct a lot of porn, which is kind of funny. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the things they do at this Devil Science Theater is they they come up with rules for you, uh, drinking game rules. So like for this one, uh, drink whenever the janitor fights a guy or syringes a girl. <laughs> Drink whenever you see a 1980s workout clothes, or whenever you see 1980s workout clothes, and drink whenever you see boobs. Wow, um, there were a lot of boobs. So, <laughs> so they more than much, fighting janitors. This, this establishment that sells beer says this is when you drink beer. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is when you buy well. stuff from us. Yeah, I mean they weren't like you know kicking people out for not following the rules, but top shelf just... shots every time somebody dies. Let's do this. <laughs> it made it made fun. It made it more fun. Um, so. Uh, you know, and it, it makes it so you're kind of like looking for certain things too. So like when the janitor syringes a girl, you go, oh, and everybody, so oh, got me. If you could, um, if you could say that there's a plot, uh, it's that there are there's an uh, an underground satanic cult living in New York City that every 13 years has to like sacrifice a, a woman um, to keep Satan happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just let her let them do it for God's sakes, like right. And yeah, for no apparent reason, there are like several other sacrifices necessary, and they need a janitor to like syringe a bunch of girls. <laughs> oh, I thought you were say clean it up. That's <laughs> no, the janitor's dude. job. Uh, and they they need to throw a guy off a roof every once in a while. <laughs> it, it was, and there's this one guy who pretends to be a priest who has like hypnotic powers, sort of. I don't know. It was it was a super bad eighty quasi horror movie and like uh, the best part for me was at the end they like set it up for a sequel which is really funny that's awesome um yeah they uh, it was it, i mean nobody's gonna see this movie prime evil was a, it, it was a steaming pile of horse shit so, but it was uh, it was fun it was a it was a really fun experience i'll go back and do this again mystery or i'm sorry devil science theater 3000 long island queens cool i, I like the idea for sure and i am uh i'm a fan i think what it's percentage a- of the like comedy was supplied by the actual comedians and what was by the audience so good question i feel like the comedians were okay i don't think that they were like crushing it if that makes sense there were, there was never okay. a time where i was like cracking up because like i was cracking up because of the movie several times and you know the right. Right. shared experience of seeing this idiot movie they were they were pretty funny though like they they, they did they did a pretty good job <laughs> Do you think you could have done a better job is the important question. So here's some, <laughs> um, probably not, but he, that brings up something that occurs to me. Like they're clearly kind of pretending that they haven't seen the movie before, but okay. I, I sort of think that they had like a pre cursory run based on a couple of things. I don't know. It was, I, I feel uh, like he wanted to, if you're a comedian. I would definitely, yeah, I would absolutely want to, but they, I don't know. I just don't see the point of like putting on airs. And they said like, "Hey, come see our shows on Fridays after that, or something." Um, you know, I, was, I really hope this happened at like 3 p.m. on a Thursday. Tell me, like, it was it was a Thursday, <laughs> but it was like 10:30 or something. Right. It's, it's when we wake up here in New York. Um, yeah. Looking at I'm the uh... missing it tomorrow is this movie called Firecracker. Uh, pretty awesome looking. There's like a topless girl that goes and kung fu fights people in Asia <laughs> to like find her brother or something. Fuck yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Josh, you were saying something important. 
Yeah, I was just looking at the titles of some of that. Roberta Finlay, the director of uh, Primeval's movies, looks uh, look, looks pretty good. The yeah. Clamp Digger's Daughter, I think, is my favorite one. <laughs> oh, director of photography for Checkmate. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay, so let's Every go. Intro, lady. Let's, let's move on from uh, the horror genre to the the badass genre for for James. You got it. You got something badass, right? Yes, uh, I went to the theater today. Kind of, it's kind of forced to go to the theater, really. So it's it wasn't really my choice. Forced? Yeah, I had a five dollar coupon that was going to expire in two days, and I can't go. <laughs> That's tomorrow, awesome. I, and I can't go Friday, so I'm like, oh, I gotta go. And like, all right, what, what's out right now that, you know, still hasn't been reviewed? So o- Obama did this. That's so so I, I figured uh, <laughs> go see Two Guns. Thanks, Obama. So I went to Two Guns, and then I, like, compounded the error of my ways by uh, actually buying food there, too, which totally ruined the whole free. Wait, wait, like food? Like, well, dog pop, or like pop, yeah. pop. Right. But anyway, um, so, yeah, Two Guns, um, starring Denzel Washington and Marky Mark. I wonder if he gets mad if people call him Marky Mark these days. You think? I don't think. I don't know. I, I actually I call caught... him that all the time, and it's, just, he's it's fine. not it? an issue. Yeah, okay. he's cool. I think I caught a story. I think it was on Reddit that I was reading, and it was pretty much a picture of a fan with Marky Mark. And the story was like, I kept on calling him, "Oh my God, Matt Damon! Matt Damon, will you take a picture with me?" And she claimed that through the entire like three minutes that she talked to him. He didn't correct her. He's just like, yeah, yeah. How's everything going? Like, <laughs> and, so he should be uh, fine with Marky Mark then. No, it was it was Mark Wahlberg until somebody said, "Dude, that's Marky Mark. That's not Matt Damon." That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I believe everything I read on the internet. I know, I know. This oh, is the guy. This is the. I'm just saying. I read it here on Reddit. You guys can find <laughs> it. A good story, whether or not it's true. Right. Um, but before I get started, I almost forgot. Uh, when I was in the theater watching previews, they had. Uh, one of those special events. I forget what who puts on, like the Fathom events or whatever it is for the theater. And it was uh, the guys from Mystery Science Theater apparently doing uh, Starship Troopers for like one night only, which I thought was funny. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Marky Mark. They are two shady characters who, in the beginning of the movie, is uh, casing this bank so they can rob it and. Uh, Get lots and lots of cash. Um, it's it's kind of a quasi buddy f- adventure movie. Uh, the two have a decent rapport. Um, they're getting into shenanigans. Um, there is a bank robbery. There's lots of things that go awry with it. They have to deal with all these issues that happen with it. Uh, there are twists that aren't very impressive in it. Um, people are backstabbing other people. Um, it's a very generic film. You've seen it a gazillion times before. Uh, there is one part that kind of makes it not so generic, and that's actually Marky Mark. He does a pretty good job in this movie. He's not amazing. Um, he runs <laughs> he runs his mouth a little bit more uh, than he would in like his normal, you know, standalone of a badass films. Kind of a little bit more like the Departed type role, but just you know more in the trying to be funny. That's not too bad. He, he, he does a pretty good job. Denzel is just his normal, you know, tough guy self. Um, I'm the guy that does his job. You must be the other, the guy. other guy. Yes, exactly. It's fantastic. But, uh, so yeah, so there was a little bit of entertainment in the beginning, setting up the characters, doing the rapport, but then it becomes that generic film that you've seen 8,000 times. And it wasn't awful, but it's not great. And it's not worth going to see the movie. I'm glad I got it for free. 
Um, the action was kind of just okay. Nothing amazing there either. So Ejo's in it, so that's good. Um, but Ejo, Ejo, Joe said it's actually got a decent like Paula Patton. God bless her, she's amazing. Um, Bill Paxton's in it. Um, uh, what's his face? Um, drawing a blank. James Marsden's in it. So Fred, there, there's Fred, Fred Ward's in it, dude. Yeah, Fred Ward's in it for a little bit. So it, it's okay. It's nothing great. Don't go see it in the theater unless you're getting it for free. Like I, I didn't mind using my my free coupon for it. So it's that bad, huh? It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It's just. It's just nothing. It's just you've seen it. This all. is nothing. Like the twists aren't aren't surprising. Um, the act like it's got all the tropes that you would normally see, right. like repeating lines to each other that occurred early in the movie, and oh, you know, you're saying that to me, and now I'm saying it to you. Ha ha. Full circle. Yeah. You know, stuff so like that. So would you? What'd you save on that ticket? Uh, it was normally a five dollar cost. So would you pay five dollars to not see that movie in the theater? <laughs> uh, would you pay five dollars for your time? In other words, are you sorry that you used your coupon? Skip the experience. Josh might have to be the numbers guy from now on. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like I, I didn't know where he was going for at least three minutes after he said it. That's I just don't, I, still, yeah. I also saw a uh, a movie called Haywire. Just so everybody knows, um, oh, Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it was oh. forgettable. There you go. I, uh, I also saw two previews that I'm kind of interested in. So I don't know if you guys have heard about. Yeah, them. let's talk about it. Uh, American one... Hustle. What's that? American Hustle. Have you heard of this one yet? Yeah, Amy Adams, right? Amy Adams, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, Christian Bale, Jeremy Renner, Bradley Cooper, like '70s yes. kind of stuff. And yeah. Bradley Cooper looks awesome. He's got like the the tight perm hair and stuff. It's great. It looks pretty entertaining. And then the counselor cast just sounds off the wall for that kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Christian so, Bale's in it. Yeah. Christian Bale. So, and then the counselor was also one of the, right. Previous, Which uh, fastbender is going to be dominating, fastbender. right? Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Javier Bardem, uh, Natalie Dormer, who plays, uh, these would be queen in, uh, game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, a couple of good ones on the horizon. I already so saw. Much. I already saw Twenty One Grams. I don't know if I need to see The Counselor. Don't know. Don't know. Are they supposed to be the same or something? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's sort of like the same when I saw the preview. Oh, um, Twenty One Grams is about so. You don't. Um, um, it's about a, a lawyer who kind of gets in over his head and. Yeah, this is a situation where it's like it's I think Twenty One Grams was a all about cocaine and the cocaine trade and a guy pretty much similar situation kind of like the middleman guy turns into a complete like uh gets kind of gets in over his head and yeah anyways wow michael fassbender's role <clears throat> literally the counselor yeah um very cool very cool i'm um it's kind of interesting mark Wahlberg. like i keep thinking okay he's done a shit ton of things and he actually has he's yeah contraband ted broken city pain and gain two guns I've seen stuff for uh, Cocaine Cowboys. At least a lot of the talk about it. Lone Survivor. I don't know. I think it's. And the he's supposed to be in the new. And he's supposed to be in the new Transformers movie. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, I think the contraband director directed Two Guns. So, right. But there. Um. So yeah, kind of crazy. Anyhow. So Elysium, which I didn't really write up anything. That had uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg in it too, didn't it? You're right. Right. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark, Mark Wahlberg said that. Oh my God, you're so funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Way to go making fun of me. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
as most people know Elysium being the Matt Damon uh, movie, but more importantly, kind of what people have been waiting for from uh, Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp. Uh, Blomkamp. Uh, because he did a movie you may have heard of called District 9, which was kind of out of nowhere. And it was cool. I liked District 9. I liked it. Yeah, it yeah, was... Good film. I liked uh, the CGI in it. Like, I think it was very well put together. And it wasn't completely in-your-face preachy, which Elysium has been kind of reviewed that way, and I do feel like they were right. The, the story with Elysium is... It's like 2070 now, 2050 or something. And, uh, AD. This is AD, people, in the future. Okay. okay. And Earth has become so overpopulated that resources have been a mess, and it's a giant fucking junk heap. So anybody that had the means pretty much got a uh, made a residence called Elysium, which is like a habitat that's in like mid-Earth orbit, and... Are we just to be clear? Are we talking about the one percent here? We're probably talking about the one percent. Okay, good. Go. Maybe, yeah, one percent. We're talking about the one percent. Ninety-nine percent. Ninety-nine percent are on are on, uh, are on Earth. I don't know if they actually tell you the total population that's on Elysium now that I bring the one percent. But yeah, we'll say the one percent. Um, and it's pretty much just hanging out there. Everything's perfect. Everybody's healthy. People can pretty much live forever up there if you're living up there. Everybody on Earth, uh, you kind of get the idea that things are, you know, even way worse than today. It's kind of just a dystopian shithole, and uh, you we get only one view of uh, Los Angeles is where uh, our story gets to take place, and that's where we get introduced to Matt Damon's character Max. Um, but yeah, so. That's that's the layout of, of the setting. Max, we kind of very the beginning we get introduced as a child. He's looking up at Elysium. He was born uh, after Elysium had already been created, so he was born like looking up at it up in the sky and uh, saying, "Hey, I want to live up there someday, etc." And he uh, has a child friend, Frey, female, uh, who becomes the uh, kind of kind of love interest later on, and uh, pretty much after three minutes of that we get uh set up uh to see matt damon's new new uh older self who we quickly learn was in trouble with the law for a long time and now is trying to you know earn his way working at a robotics like manufacturing place where they pretty much create uh robots that do the security and the um pretty much anything that's uh paperwork related or even like medical facility related and um uh on Elysium. Like these robots are everywhere, but they are they pretty much run the security for the world and Elysium, which is important. Important so note. Gimme give because give I'm having a hard time like trying to understand yep. how bad Earth is on a scale of like one to ten where one just everybody dies and ten is like perfect. Right, right. Um, like, and like two is so like Earth India. itself. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would I would I would give it I I would give it to the <laughs> If it makes it feel any better, the the film was that all those shots were done in Mexico City. So oh, shit. so right, Jesus, so right. I like we need to get the Elysium stat. But I would I would say it's more of a they don't. Sorry to our Mexico City listeners. Pretty pretty much pretty much they, Indian listeners. Pretty much they give a feeling that the air is breathable and the water is drinkable, but only like 
just barely. Like they give you the idea that everything's like just disgusting, but you can live off of it. And so it's not like nuclear fallout. People correct. are just running around killing correct. each other. Correct. Outdoor. Yeah, there is order. There is order. Um, but you get the idea that it's already like you know it's pretty much you know dry forest ready for one spark and it's just going to blow up like everything's everyone's on edge kind of when you when you watch it um you get a very quick idea that everybody on earth is sick from the environment and they can't do enough to treat it they don't have the resources and reminds me of bakersfield in the very first pretty much in the in the very first like 20 30 minutes we also find out that there's a I wouldn't call it a rebel force, but an underground, uh, almost like gangster-like guy that takes tickets and uh, or sells tickets for shuttle rides up to Elysium, and like it's pretty much just a one-way. Hey, I'll give you a code on your arm that lets you, if you have a problem and you get up to Elysium, you jump in one of these med bays. Uh, these med beds that will just heal you anything is pretty much what we get the idea of, and you will be you'll be set. So people that were you know can barely walk or people that are dying were buying tickets to go on these shuttles, and they would fly up to Elysium in hopes of landing, breaking into somebody's house, and getting in a bed before the authorities caught them. And that paints a pretty stark picture, especially since we get introduced to Jodie Foster's character, who is pretty much the Secretary of Defense of. Uh, the defense secretary of Elysium. And at that point she becomes aware of this, these people that are coming out and you can tell she's dealt with this before and she has them pretty much shot down other than one got through and all those people that got through, got deported back to earth. Um, So very, very uh, stark contrast there. And Jodie Foster's character, very, uh, I, I was reminded of 2012, which is not a good movie, but, you know, John Cusack, way to go, buddy. Um, and I already forgot his name. Not a good movie. Oliver Platt. Uh, he plays a character a lot like Jodie Foster's character where they're very, they're not very, like, they have no empathy, sympathy, but they are following the idea that, hey, like, we don't have enough room for everybody up here, period. Like, no matter what, even if these things are evil, like I, there's no way this place could exist with every, we can't let everybody on. It's just not possible. And the, Oliver Platt's character is trying to like tell how many people could fit on the boat because if there's too many people on the boat, everyone's going to die anyway. So we can't do that. And anyways, so what you end up watching through this whole thing is pretty much Matt Damon's character gets sick in, uh, at his work, Bait, pretty much bait, forced by his boss to go into a area that's highly irradiated and he immediately gets sick due to his employer being a dick and he's going to die. In five days, he's dead. So they say like, hey, uh, you're toast. Get out here. You got to sign this. He ends up signing it. And since he's going to die, he wants to get up to Elysium. Dude, if I was dying, I wouldn't sign anything. Well, yeah, I... Uh, he was it was he was signing it to get medicine that would make him behave normally for the last five days of his life. Otherwise, he would just be a mess, according to this setup. So they kind of throw in your face the whole debate of healthcare is a big like it's all about health in this movie. Like it felt like I was watching a, like a campaign for hey we need health. <laughs> thanks Obama. Right, thanks Obama. <laughs> now and and that's like I think where Blomkamp Blomkamp. 
um, kind of, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was just like, it seemed really very preachy in that scenario. I should point out uh, a couple things that were sort of weird was when everything on earth, it, it was supposed to be Los Angeles. Everybody there pretty much spoke Spanish, which I guess is his, his thought. Like maybe everybody in Los Angeles would be Spanish speaking at that point. Thanks. Obama. Um, thanks Obama. Um, and people on Elysium were speaking French. Go figure. Like, uh, like slim what? fucking chance. <laughs> like what? Like what? Snooty people? I don't, what? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like that's that's the high society, I guess. It's the. I'm pretty sure. Like, I had to. I was with my buddy John it's there, the and I had. I, I was a few beers in, so I'd ask him like, "That's French, right?" He's like, "Yeah, that's it's French. the French Canadians." Mm. Yeah, yeah, because they they've accomplished so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I I guess that's that's uh, where they think it's gonna go now. Where the conflict in this whole solution arises is something that I, I talked to a couple people uh, off air about was if you've ever seen Johnny Demonic, you've pretty much seen this movie and it's a scenario where Matt Damon, the only chance he has to survive is to go steal this info from the head of this robotics company where William Finchner front of the show comes in. Um, and he pretty much attacks the guy and downloads code from his brain that will uh that will help them pretty much get up to elysium and make everybody in equal make everybody equal citizens and get equal health care and all that shit um there's a subplot of jodie foster trying to overthrow the government too on elysium because she's a badass and they don't want her to be a badass anymore excuse me this high life is catching up to me so Pretty much what ends up happening is the the data that will save the world and make everybody equals is in Matt Damon's head, which is, you know, super cool, right? Um, but there's a catch. There's always a catch. Uh, he can't use it himself. Pretty much. Uh, yes. Pretty much before uh, John Carlyle is uh, William Fisher's character, Fickner's character. Is he a badass? No. What? Um, I mean, like, as, as far as his acting ability. As far in as this film, in this actually in this out. movie, in this movie, he doesn't get to display anything at all, uh, really. Eh. Um, it's unfortunate. So, uh, John Carlyle reprograms all his robots, but it's a secret. It's between him and Jodie Foster, uh, who's named Delacour, by the way. Um, and of course, it is Frog. So she's trying to save uh, William Fisher's under attack. And she knows this because there's all sorts of satellites on the, the earth and she tries to save him, but he dies and the information ends up in Matt Damon's brain. So she needs to get Matt Damon bad and get his head so he can so she can get that information to take all the robots over and take over the entire military essence and, and win. Um, so from there, uh, Matt Damon's very important and everybody pays attention to him. And that's that's what makes everything cool. So. Anyways, going on to other things that kind of bothered me, uh, we have uh, Chateau, I think it's Chateau Coplé, as Coplé, Coplé is how you pronounce it. I was trying to look into this. I think that's how you say it. Um, he was the big guy in District 9. Poitier. Yeah, Poitier. 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 <laughs> so he was the big guy in District 9, and I had, I had realized that he was kind of like a behind the camera guy for a long time and then they just threw him into district nine and now he's acting in this movie big friend of neil blomkamp's so both from johannesburg yeah he plays he plays a very strange uh 
ex-military uh, agent that Foster is using to kind of just do her dirty work on, on Earth, which a lot like, if we're still staying with the giant demonic uh, comparison, uh, a, lot <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot like Dolph Lundgren's character in Giant Demonic, who's like pretty much the guy that runs around and just terrorizes everybody. Anyways, um, he, just plays, he just plays a complete psychopath, which is, is kind of his shtick. So he, he pulls that off, um, does pretty well. And it, like the action in this movie, does, like I don't think it's worth – I don't know. I don't think it's worth the preachiness, but the movie's not bad. If you want to spend some money, go ahead. If you're a District 9 fan, you're going to be let down, but it might be worth seeing for you. And I just, I don't know. I think uh, a lot of a lot of questions came into my head. Uh, I, I never got to the whole catch, did I? Matt Damon, uh, the code that he has in his head, if it gets downloaded out of his head, it automatically kills the person that's carrying the information, which I like, that was the encryption. That was the encryption. So... What I don't understand is how there's not better encryption in 2173 other than, oh, well, you can get the information, but it'll kill the person that's carrying it yeah. versus, you know, like, oh, yeah, you can't read this unless you spend a billion, jillion hours of computer. I don't know. It's that that part kind of bothered me. Like, oh, OK, they can they can get the info. They just have to kill the guy that's carrying it. No problem. That's not a big deal. Uh, so that kind of bothered me. But. Eventually, they all get to Elysium, make everybody citizens. So they send med beds down to earth and everyone's going to be healed which doesn't solve the overpopulation problem like i'd love to see five months after this movie happened what's going to happen because there's still overpopulation right now there's just a bunch of healthy yeah people yeah a bunch of healthy people. up there and get yeah there. exactly so i don't know like i think it was short-sighted like they in terms of sci-fi i i I get that I'd like, you know, I, I want to understand your world and your rules, but based on your rules, it still seems like it's fucked. And I think, uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, like mech suit stuff and not mech suit, but, uh, there's pretty much these vests. Uh, you'll see Matt Damon in the trailer where he's all fucked up. So they have to attach this pretty much steel body armor suit to his back to keep him like upright and fighting, uh, robots and stuff like that. There's a lot of, a lot of that going on and uh, a couple techie weapons, which like a couple rail guns, which is kind of cool. But I don't know. I think uh, this is a, a far shot from district nine. And I, I, uh, I think the preachiness isn't going to get to a lot of people, but I hope, I don't know, maybe next time, maybe next time we'll do a little better, but I, I you know, it made what 28 million or something stupid. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll break even. It'll be fine. Sure. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, you know, I think district nine was a little preachy too. It was just preaching. Right, right. So yeah, it, like it, it, see, it had a similar message. It's just, I think that, I think for some reason, like the healthcare thing got to me mainly, maybe, mainly cause it's a, maybe it's a U.S. thing. I don't know. As soon as I saw it yeah, like, versus okay. the South Africa right. thing. That makes right. sense. Huh? Right. Um, so that kind of bothered me. Anyhow, uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about it. And I think uh, you guys should all see Johnny Mnemonic because it's a very fantastic film based on short story Williams William Gibson's short story. And uh, this feels something feels a lot about, like Johnny. yeah about Dolph Lundgren. Right. Yes, you can. I didn't realize that that guy's like a legitimate genius. He has oh, an yeah. IQ of like 150 or 160 or something. Well, he's from Sweden. That makes him like a moron in Sweden. Right. The geniuses <laughs> over there. <laughs> Right. I guess. And he had like a full ride to MIT or something. No, I didn't realize well, that. Well, that's why he had to get bulky. Yesterday. <laughs> if you want he to start... was the genius that was picked on, so he had to beat people up. Yeah. 
And now we have to talk about Sweden, Sweden and their uh, eugenics program. Now it's uh, now that's what we're on. Now they don't have one of those. <laughs> that you know of. Uh, so, <laughs> anyhow, um, that's that's all I all I got to say about it. So. Josh, you see, you, whose review do you like the best, Josh? Whose review do you like the best? First question. God, don't make me pick among my children. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're all my sons. I, I can't Sophie's pick Sophie's choice. <laughs> I, I like to think of you two as my dads. Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought of you yeah. as my dads. Uh... <laughs> Defoe, one of the best friends of the show. I love that guy. Love that. We do like him. Um, so, what, what, uh, Josh, what are you looking for? I, you were talking about Elysium as one of the movies that you were kind of. Pumped. Yeah, I was. I just uh, like my number one of the summer was I picked a long time ago as Star Trek. Star Trek. I, I, like I, I keep to that. I think that was I had a pretty good time at that movie, but uh, I had some hope for Elysium. I, I kind of in the back of my head knew it wasn't going to be that good, but it's one of those dystopian things that I know you and I both kind of enjoy. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I, I was holding some hope aside from it. Or right. for it and i don't know sounds like it didn't really pay pay off that much yeah and actually i'll mention the girl that plays frey uh alice braga i think it is mm-hmm. i recognized her from something and i could not fucking think about what it was and she's in two movies that it, well three movies i should have known it from she's in i am legend for like the last 20 minutes of the movie or whatever there whatever it was she's in predators and she's in city of god should have remembered that should have remembered it you're sneaky alice you're sneaky and she was in a short called Rummy Cube, which has to be good. <laughs> Rummy Cube. Is it about somebody like doing a super long play and can't figure out where they put the last tile and they're, they're fine though? Because that's probably, probably what happened. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, so I guess that brings us to the wrap, guys. We're done. That's it. We can we can talk about we can talk about whatever we want now. It's it's no longer the movie hour, it's it's whatever we want to talk about hour. Oh my god, we started? No. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Oh, on beer five. This is ridiculous. Well, well done, everybody. I thought that was awesome. And I'm happy you guys were here to talk movies with me. And I know it's... Uh... A lot of reviews today, that's for sure. Yeah. Horror expert Jeff was here. So we've got that. Are you going to watch more horror movies now, Jeff? I feel like we need to catch more horror movies. I, I It's just such a social experience that like, I, I would never do it in a vacuum. You know what I mean? Just... I... It's got to be the, yeah, I don't know. I, I do like, I like social experiences. For right. work. Social experiences are fun. They're very fun. Depends on the experience. <laughs> like if you're in traffic, fuck that. <laughs> That's uh, a good point. Man knows the stuff. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for your input, Jeff and uh, James. Josh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. All well, right. thanks for stopping by, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, drive safe, people. Josh, you can. I, I can talk to you. I was, I was just kidding. I hope you have a nice day. Yeah, I, you know it's been good so far. I'm hoping to continue that trend. Everyone, go see Kickass too, so we can go see a third one. And everyone, write Christian Bale a letter. And tell him that you a don't want to see him as Batman again, or b don't want to see him as Batman again. <laughs> uh, you guys enjoy your evening. Take care. The Michael Keaton's Conga Line Movie Hour. Thank you for listening.